Welcome to the Leading in Healthcare podcast, a podcast for leaders in healthcare that want to learn how to lead from their power place. With your host, Yashika Lind, an expert global healthcare consultant and development coach to top leaders in healthcare around the globe. And now here's your host, Yashika Lind. Welcome to the Leading in Healthcare podcast. I am so excited about today's episode because now more than ever, there are opportunities for you to grow and excel in your chosen career path. However, a lot of times when it's time to take that next step up to the next level in your career, it can be scary. It can be daunting. You may have all these things going through your mind, trying to decide if you're ready or not etc. So in this episode, I want to give you some of my top tips to help you step into the next level of your healthcare career. But before I get started, I do want to mention that this is not an episode about all the typical things that you already know, like you need to learn how to network and have good communication skills and time management skills and organizational skills and all those things. We already know that. But what I want to share with you today specifically are my top tips on things that people often don't talk about, but they are traits and characteristics that you're going to find in leaders that are crushing it in their career as they continue to grow and step up to the next level. The things that I'm going to share with you will take you from one level to the next, to the next, to the next. And so the more that you can integrate these into your practice and your leadership style, the better you will be as you continue to grow and excel. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. My first tip is going to be, you need to be tapping into your authenticity. Authenticity is highly misunderstood because we feel like if we're stating things in a truthful manner, then we are being authentic. But it goes much deeper than that. Authenticity is about knowing yourself, knowing your values, knowing what matters to you, and living your life from that space where your thoughts, your emotions, your actions, where you're coming from are congruent with your authentic self. Your authentic self is not your labels, it's not your degrees. It's not your family roles. It's none of that. It's if everything was stripped down to the bare bones, who are you really? And it's important for you to approach your life and your professional career from that space because that breeds clarity. Clarity on what's important to you. Clarity on the next step that you want to take in your career. Clarity on if this is even the right time for you to step up and into the next level of your career. A lot of times in your career, you're going to be faced with these instances where you're going to go through your life, your career using the Peter principle. And I talk about this a lot in my free ebook about the top 10 mistakes that leaders in healthcare make and how to fix it. I'll leave the link in the show notes. So what the Peter principle is, is that just organically, because you are good at a certain role, you get progressed into the next level of that that role or that career move. And so you keep getting pushed forward and forward because you're good at what you did in your previous role. Eventually, though, your luck runs out and you end up in a job that either you didn't intentionally want to be in there before you don't like it, you're frustrated, you're burnt out, all of the things, or you are in a role that you don't understand and you don't have the skill level to support because people have promoted you based on your past work, your past performance, and not what it is that you can provide in the new role. 
So for you to avoid this frustration, this doubt, headaches, burnout, unfulfillment, all of the things that I'm going to need you to learn how to tap into your authenticity. Not only will I link my free ebook about the Peter Principle and all those mistakes that leaders make, but I'll also make sure to link a very special podcast episode on how to tap into your authentic self so that you understand more about what authenticity truly means. All right, so number two, you need to understand real self-confidence. I know that I've been here. People have asked me to do roles or take on projects where I didn't know anything about them. And although eventually it thrust me into the next level of my career, I had a lot of self-doubt and a lot of reservations about moving forward because I felt that I had to know everything about the role, about the project in order to move it forward. And so I'm here to tell you that is not how real self-confidence works. Real self-confidence is gained by competence and competence is gained by doing something enough times to where you feel confidence in your abilities. You trust yourself more, right? Much like riding a bike. You didn't feel confident when you first started riding it. And then when you take those training wheels off, that's another growth step. And you don't feel confident doing that. But each time that you practice and you don't fall and you're able to balance, that is where your real self-confidence stems from. So you need to understand that if you've been holding yourself back from taking that next step up into the next level of your career by thinking that you need to know everything about the role or the project, all you need to do is believe in your skills and your abilities that you already possess, but also know that you are resourceful enough to tap into other resources that can help augment the areas where you might be weak. I've talked about this before in previous podcasts as well. So if you are new to the podcast, just go ahead and start binging on episodes and you'll start to get all you need to know about being a great leader in healthcare. I've written an article on this a couple years ago, imposter syndrome, a psychological occurrence in which individuals doubt themselves, their skills, their talents, their accomplishment, and they have this persistent like internal fear and doubt that they're a fraud. I hate the word imposter syndrome because that's technically not a syndrome. It stems from a lack of self-confidence. And I again want you to understand that this lack of self-confidence is normal when you are being put in a role where it's in a next level where you haven't done anything. You haven't done some of the skills. Um, you haven't had to prove your talent in these certain ways or had any accomplishments. So this is normal. It's not a syndrome. And it stems back to the lack of self-confidence and your self-image. And so, again, understanding real self-confidence and knowing your strengths and weaknesses and learning how to trust yourself not to know everything, but to be able to figure things out are the true keys for you to be able to step up into the next level. All right, tip number three, cultivating emotional intelligence. This is probably one of the top skills that effective and impactful leaders have. So I'm gonna do a whole episode about emotional intelligence, but the components of emotional intelligence that you need to tap into are self-regulation, self-awareness, motivation, 
empathy, and social skills. Oftentimes when I am coming into an organization to do leadership training or work with a leader that is not performing to a high level, they may have self-awareness, they may have motivation, they may have social skills, but they may lack self-regulation and empathy. This is a, a full package, just a package deal. You need to work on all of these things in order to have effective and impactful emotional intelligence. So if you have been working on your mind and being intellectually intelligent, understand that emotional intelligence is also important. Next tip, understand value versus tasks. The top leaders that I see performing well in their organizations, they understand that not only are they there to check off boxes and complete tasks, they're also there to provide value. The higher up in your career that you get, taking yourself to those next levels, it's not always about the tasks that you need to complete. It's about the innovation, the creativity, the brainstorming, the mindset that you bring to the table in order to bring value to your organization. There's nothing wrong with getting tasks of your job done, but if you are only focused on tasks, you may not be the most effective leader. Maybe you're getting your reports done, your budget done, your performance reviews done, all those standing meetings. You know you're showing up doing all the things. But what you may not be doing because you're not being creative and you're not being innovative is you may be missing critical issues, especially within the team dynamics or the perceptions that others have of you, of your team, um, inner team perceptions and dynamics. You also may find that your team creativity is stifled. If your team has tasks that they need to accomplish and you are making sure to manage them to the tasks that they need to accomplish and that's the way that you manage yourself, that does not breed innovation. That does not breed creativity. You and your staff will be limited when it comes to the ability to develop into more complex job roles because you all are focused on tasks. So understand that there's a difference between tasks and value. So are you valuable? Stepping up into this next level, how can you create more value? Now I'm gonna help you out. I'm gonna give you three things to think about to help you answer this question in your chosen career path. Three ways to add value are to, number one, create transformations related to what it is that you provide. Some of us are going to be leaders in supportive or consultative roles like quality. How can you provide transformations within your quality role? Some of us are going to be managers or we're going to be leading teams or we're going to be leading experiences because we have our own practice. How can you create transformations related to what you provide? How can you be different? How can you be innovative? How can you take something that's done a certain way, transform it in order to provide more value. The second way that you can add value is to improve the quality of the work that you do. So yes, maybe you are doing the work, the budgets, the performance reviews, the standing meetings, but are you waiting to the last minute to get your performance reviews in? And so you just throw in a quick few blurbs about the staff that you're doing the performance reviews on and you keep it moving? Is there a better way to do that? Is there a more quality way for you to do that? The third 
way that you can add value is to exceed expectations. And to exceed expectations does not mean that you have to work more or work harder. For instance, in one of the organizations that I'm working with, I am creating transformation, improving the quality of the work that they do, which will essentially free up time for them to be able to add in more proactive opportunities that they have with the work that they do in order to bring more creative endeavors into the work that they do in order to create more quality-based outcomes in the work that they do. And so we are exceeding expectations because we decided to be more effective and efficient, free up some time, free up stress from our plate, but still be able to add more value and exceed expectations, not only our own expectations, but also the expectations of the population that we serve in this current department that I'm helping out. They think they're coming in for one thing, they get that one thing, plus they get a couple more things. How can you exceed expectations? So those are three ways that you can add value to your organization and make yourself more value um, when it comes to the work that you provide. And my last tip, and then we'll leave it here, is strengthening your mindset. I just did a podcast episode all about mindset, so I will link that in the show notes. So in the show notes, you'll have access to a few resources to help you continue this conversation. But strengthening your mindset is going to be the key because the way that you think becomes the way that you behave, becomes your attitude, becomes the way that people pick up on what it is that you're putting out and the way that they respond to you. And it's a cycle. It all starts with your mindset. When things are stressful, when they're chaotic, what are you doing? How are you thinking? How are you moving? When things are boring, when things are monotonous, when things are lacking innovation, when things are tough at home, how is your mindset? Strengthen your mindset. Check out the resources that I have in the show notes for that. My episode totally devoted to that is available to you and you can take it from there. So these are some of my top tips for those of you that are ready to step up into the next level of your career. As always, if you know a leader in healthcare that is struggling, that is feeling burnt out, frustrated, or maybe a new leader that wasn't taught any of these things that I'm speaking about, please share the word. Oftentimes, we do not have this education, this orientation available to us as we step into these leadership roles, and so we struggle needlessly. This podcast is devoted to you being able to become a better leader and also your peers becoming better leaders. So please share the podcast, spread the word, review, leave a rating. And if you want me to help your organization with process improvement, with strategies, if you have leaders that need this type of education in order to bring more value to your organization as a whole, or if you are a leader that wants to work with me directly so that I can personally be like a mentor in your pocket to help you become a better leader on whatever it is that you're personally dealing with, All of the information to work with me will be available in the show notes and I will talk to you in the next episode. Take care. Bye.